Episode 122, Physical Challenge. So in this episode, we tried out some old school Vedic exercises. One was an alternate, alternate nostril breathing exercise. And the other one was a super brain yoga, a squat, pressure point, and breathing exercise. Tried it out for a few days to see what kind of effects we would have. Chris, what was your experience with doing this? I think it was very nice to take a moment each morning to start your day. And um, a lot of the time, especially at work, I would just get to work, close my door, have an office all to myself. And it's just quiet. And I would do the breathing first and take my time in between the two exercises. And take some time after the the breathing, breathe just normally, and then go into my squat sets. And it just felt like each time, um, it was almost like having a shot of caffeine um, without, you know, any type of jittery feeling. It's just, you got extra oxygen in. There was a little bit more difficulty with the nostril breathing, but, and I, I, I don't know, any more beyond just the basics what you told us i did like very basic searches and didn't read more into it so with the nostril breathing it really felt like it was it was more difficult to get oxygen in um probably because of my allergies which were affected 100 percent of this duration which is fantastic <laughs> i'm like could i just get one damn day where I wasn't like, okay, well, one nostril is going to be like, it's going to sound like Darth Vader, you know? Um, But, and I I don't know if that helped me or not, but um, I, I would move on to my squat sets and, but what I found myself doing is doing the nostril breathing several times a day. Squats, I would just stick with my, um, my three sets. Um, and then uh, by the end of these couple weeks, it really had me, even when I wasn't doing the exercises, the breathing exercises, um, I found myself more conscious of of breathing just normally and taking time, you know, what, with whatever I was doing to breathe. Um, and I think that's had a real impact. Um, I... I just, uh, it, it, there's been probably a, a greater degree of importance on breathing normally through all my activities throughout these couple of weeks. And, um, and I, what really is kind of frightening sometimes I think is how often I, I'm not breathing very well. And so I think, um, both exercises helped with that. That's awesome. Yeah, I um the main just to do a little spoiler alert on it is that it was the idea behind it was the Vedics were kind of like scientists, kind of mad scientists that wanted to experiment with clearing up the body and getting rid of any blockages so that things could be flowing. So the idea behind it is that it's supposed to sync up your brain hemispheres so that they're not competing or you're not unbalanced on one side or the other. Did you feel like there was any like hearing that after the fact, does it feel like 
that correlates with anything that you found in your day-to-day kind of stuff after doing it? As far as like a synchronizing the hemispheres, I mean, are you trying to say that um, normally they would be competing, normally you would be kind of out of sync, and so doing these exercises would kind of align align your energies basically? That's the idea is that, yeah, we're always kind of playing with different different levels, different mixes of either a focused analytical side of us or a creative expansive side, well, you know, which would correlate with masculine and feminine qualities, not, not in male and female, but just the idea of those powers within each of us that we're always kind of balancing those out in some way or another, leaning towards one side or another. I think the first couple days that I did it, um, I was probably more aware of, I guess, throughout the couple weeks, I started to, it wasn't such a revelation to me. Like, it just became normal. But the first couple times, I remember thinking, just the fact that I was sitting down with purpose to do this, um, it felt pretty amazing to consciously do this in the morning. You know, I mean, I felt that normally I'm not thinking about breathing. Normally I'm not thinking about, um, it was just this natural reset. And I, I think that kind of carried over into other activities after I was done. And it, it helped me to be, I guess, bring a lot more awareness to this one activity, which had carry over everywhere else. Um, I just felt more more centered. I mean, I'm I'm trying to find a way to have my own description of this. Um, obviously, I didn't feel my Vedic pathways aligning, but I mean, for me, it was <laughs> it was. I probably did feel that, but um, it was getting to work and normally not being aware of these certain things going on inside me, and. Now I was aware. Now I was, okay, I'm starting this day with intention, you know, and I, I was just a lot more, instead of still being kind of shallow breathing, chest breathing, and um, and trying to get stuff done, now I was, I was relaxed, I was calm, I was focused, I was alert, and, and I just... Uh, I, I was, I, I it, normally I think I wake up and I don't make the positive intent to start my day as odd as it sounds, as odd as it sounds to be able to get up early in the morning, get all the way across town, start your day and realize, you know what? It's, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. I really didn't intentionally start my day. <laughs> um, um, I don't know how I got here. And and sometimes it, it feels like that. You just feel like a robot. And I think that's that really is um, too bad when you can decide to, I don't know, I think I'm ranting right now, but um, okay. it's, I think it, so much of this starts with your own breathing and it's choosing to, I mean, it's choosing your life. I think that was one of the things that I thought of when I first did it that first day was that um, I'm, I'm going to choose to breathe. I'm going to choose to start my day. 
So you're saying that you don't feel like donning flowing robes and holding yourself up in a cave in the above the Ganges River and just <laughs> I full Veda out. <laughs> what is, what is the Veda? The, so it's it's kind of the root of, from what I understand, it's the root of the Hindu culture, and the the people that the Vedas are. I you know I don't I, off the top of my head I don't know what this it's so it's Sanskrit is what it's usually written as uh, the the old school writing that they used to do and I think Veda is a book of knowledge so it was people that wanted to experiment directly with life and their experience like right here right now what can I do and they wrote these Vedas down these knowledge books and there's extremely long and there's a bunch of them but they led to things like the Bhagavad Gita and the Rig Veda, and there's some of the oldest written recordings that we have. And I think that they were just after the time of like Sumerians. So they're one of the very, very early uh, groups of people that we still have records of. One of the furthest back that we have. Chris, you're, you probably know more than I do on this. So yeah. And I, I, you know, I think I get a little bit confused as far as what came first or whatever. Um, in a very general sense, it's just Hindu gospels. And um, I think they came before the Upanishads and things like that. But I get a little confused as far as um, what book it was or how they're related or who did it. Um, but it, it's, you know, I mean, I think I probably get the same confusion when I think of like the, the, the Jewish gospels and what book it was, the Torah, the Talmud, whatever. But it's, it's like that. It's just, it's their knowledge. And with that, Phil, what did how did your week go? What'd you think? It went good. There were, it, I was jotting notes as Chris was talking because there were things I had already, you know, like I took notes as I was going, but um, there were things that I noticed that lined up with what Chris was saying. One of the things, Chris, that you said was like a feeling of being centered or balanced and after one of the um, the sessions, I walked upstairs, and I never before have I felt like balanced, like so balanced. It felt like something was like through the top of my head down, like the middle of my core. I was like, "Wow, I'm feeling each step like I'm magnetized in the middle," and it felt good. You know, because I think generally my balance isn't uh, like my walking, you know, just physically walking around isn't that good. Um, and that was kind of a good side effect. One of the um, one of the other things is that as I was doing these exercises, I noticed like just having my eyes closed and seeing kind of like you know how like when you close your eyes you see those patterns but as i would like go into the session i would notice that those patterns would become like a very rhythmic um sphere or circle and it would kind of like go in as i would get more rhythmic with it i was like oh that's kind of cool and you know um almost just like a sign that's like coming back that like, okay, now you're kind of like syncing something up. And then as I would do, um, 
it just felt natural for me to have my eyes closed. I know that like I've read meditation stuff before and they're like, you really want to get to a point where your eyes are open and you're kind of just like staring, but I don't know if I'm there yet or if that just doesn't feel comfortable, but doing it with my eyes closed felt comfortable. So I just went with that and I would do like both the squats and the, the nostril breathing, um, with my eyes closed and I would get lost in the, I'm like, what, uh, what rep am I on? You know, how many times have I done this? And I didn't care. I was like, um, I know you said like nine, nine was like the number, but after a while I was enjoying myself so much as I was doing it that I was like, I'm going to go until my body's like switch, switch over to the next one. And I started off like the very first couple sessions that I did, um, I started off being pretty strict that I'm going to do nine. I'm going to do nine, but I was like, you know what? as you said in the instructions, like go with it, what feels right. Don't read too much, kind of just feel things out. And I think that's the whole point of this exercise is to, you know, Im improve and then also feel like, are there any poses that you want to add that feel natural? And that was another thing that like almost right away after I would get done with my squat sessions, um, I'd like release my hand uh, my thumbs off my lobes and then I would like have my arms up um, in the air and that just felt natural so I like went with it and so that became like part of my routine and um, let me see what else did I write down oh and then um, after one of the sessions like that day was when I was listening to that, um, is it Goggins, like David Goggins, the Navy SEAL guy. And he, um, you know, he was talking about the importance of stretching. And it's funny because in one of my um, hypnosis tracks that I created before, I mean, before this, I wanted to build the habit of stretching and meditation and so when you brought this topic up Nate I was like sweet because I haven't done that yet and it's something that I want to I want to do and it was like the perfect reason perfect timing for me to implement that into my routine and so I think this is definitely going to be something that I continue on because it just goes in line with that but I've also um as Goggins was having problems with like his body and I had gotten, you know, uh, comments from physical therapists and stuff that it's like, okay, you're working out your upper body and you're not, you're not stretching your legs. So your body's starting to kind of, uh, like cave in on itself. And that's going to give you problems down the road. And I was hearing, you know, from Goggins who had taken even, you know, far, far more extreme than me, but he was having serious problems. He was having like, um, you know, issues with his health. And then he started stretching and he swears by it. And he's like, oh my God, you know, I've, I've gone 180 and, you know, he was on all this medication. Now he's not, but because of doing the exercises, I think it was like 
It was almost setting things up to like be aware of what comes to you or what speaks to you throughout the day. And then that popped up and it was like perfectly in line with um, things that I had kind of asked for or that I knew I needed, but I kept putting off and it's like, stop putting it off. You have to implement this as a habit into your life. And so uh, it was a great gift. Um, one of the side effects that wasn't so great is um, the same with Chris. It's like doing the nose breathing was really hard <laughs> with allergies. Um, so I would alternate and I don't know, like looking at the instruction, I looked at the instructions a couple of times and I wasn't, I didn't go to the link because um, I was pulling it up on my phone and it wasn't like easy to, to like click on. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to, I have to like alternate um, like how I'm getting air in because I absolutely cannot get it through one of my nostrils on one day. And then sometimes it would switch and it would go to another one. That one would open up and I started having nosebleeds because, <laughs> because um, I think I was just forcing, I was like, I need to get air in order to do this exercise. And that's probably, um, I think it's a combination of like, I'm taking a nose inhaler for my allergies, which works really well, but, um, that would like open me up. And sometimes I'd like overcompensate to try to get air in, you know, in one of the nostrils that was blocked up. But, um, but yeah, I think other than that, um, and kind of on your point of like noticing any kind of uh, synchronization, um, I felt like, like there were like a lot of pauses and then, um, there were also, it felt like throughout this time, I was also almost like over revving in kind of a masculine, um, energy at times where it was like, calm down, you know, um, do you feel like it was causing that to make you in that more that mode or you noticed that you were like that without? Um, I well, like I was starting the day off with that and I don't think I've implemented anything else into my routine that's new. Um, obviously, I think NoFap <laughs> is, is a continued factor. And I noticed that like in the beginning of... Um, of starting that, that it was like, Whoa, okay, hold on. Like after, you know, after a couple of weeks, you really realize like, man, yeah, I was, you know, when you're, let's rob a bank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have, you have a tremendous amount of energy, which is, it's good for most of the day. And then at times, like, I think when you get tired, you, if you're more docile um, and kind of taking care of that too much, which I was, um, you just, you're like, oh, I can go to sleep. But if you aren't, then it's almost like with the extra energy, I think with the extra energy from the meditation with the extra energy of that. And it's not like I've stopped coffee. It's like, it's almost too much. You get very irritable and 
it's like anything you know can kind of um get you to a place where you're like oh, okay i'm battling you know like just a tremendous amount of energy which that's a good thing people are always like how do i get more how do i get more now i'm kind of like okay i need to find healthier ways of like getting this i need channels to like get this stuff out in a healthy way because i at times i feel like i have too much which is ridiculous because i'm um with hudson i'm not sleeping as much so i mean it's like it's needed it's good timing to have this stuff to you know continue to work on creative projects and stuff but at, at another rate it's like okay need to also figure a way to kind of slow um some of it down but i think like my next step as i've been like meditating you know it's like clearing your mind and then there are certain things that just come at you that was also another side effect that um after one of the sessions i remember clearly thinking we had talked about this i had talked about it before but it was almost like you know as you meditate there are certain things that you kind of feel like they come to you very clear and it's like get a salt lamp i'm like oh that's cool and then you sent that image and i was like okay that i need to get one of those very soon i don't know why it's important it's kind of like when um when plants started popping up in my mind it's like i i hadn't thought about them and then it was like boom very clear like start getting into gardening that'll help things you know and uh that was you know it's just i don't know it's kind of like clearing your mind and then something will come to you and you don't even question it you realize like yeah all right it's time for that i guess so uh, let me see if there's anything else oh um on the point another point that chris had made becoming more aware of just my breathing in general throughout the day because of it there was one day going into work that i was like walking in and i just like random realized i'm like i'm breathing really good right now which it's usually the exact opposite like chris was talking about you know where you're um you're highly aware of like oh man you know i'm not breathing good well there was like one moment where it like kind of caught me off guard that i was breathing so well and that was like the very first time maybe in my life that i'm like that was autopilot good breathing fuck yeah you know finally <laughs> finally you know because i mean how often are we you know catching ourselves not breathing well or you're like you're kind of in a bad mental um spiral or something like that and you're just like oh yeah am i breathing well no have i gotten sun no am i drink? you know and it's like you kind of go off that checklist again it's like well yeah duh asshole like you're you're forgetting your basis and that is key number one you don't do that you're dead in you know how many minutes so um but yeah that was that was a nice side effect of it to catch myself you know just walking into work and being like oh, i'm i'm breathing really good i guess that's become a focus that's i'm glad i'm i'm getting onto that stage you know so definitely something i'm going to continue nice yeah the um the the whole thing with wrapping your arms a certain way and squeezing your earlobes it's supposed to be 
kind of bringing the the meridians of like our energy within our body into the same kind of thing where it's activating stuff and balancing it out and you're creating kind of a charge and the the earlobes apparently are supposed to correlate with both the body's energy systems and then the brain hemispheres again did you feel did you feel like you were able to do that without kind of laughing at it cuz i it's not conducive to this the norms of like how we operate day to day kind of our our upbringing is very focused on material reality and not as much on possibilities they're they're either kind of strange or ah it's not real you know i don't i don't feel like it's the norm for us do you feel like it was hard for you to get into it or was it pretty easy just to go eh i'm doing this thing do you have any second guessing going into any of it the first day it was kind of um it was outside my routine so i mean um but i mean i've gotten to the point hey if there's an effect i don't care how goofy i look you know and with what I was doing, I think there was only one, one or two times where someone was actually aware of, of me. I had a coworker who saw me one time. And then I think Addie saw me one time, but I'm like, if it has an effect, I could care less. I'm going to tell the other person, go do it yourself, you know? Um, but it was, um, you're getting more oxygen in you're you're focusing yourself you're becoming you're doing something with awareness um i think we all need more stuff like this and um at first i i think i felt my uh it was almost comedic like no this is all i know there's videos online but i think this is all nate's cruel ploy to, to make us do more squats you know <laughs> i thought about that too um which which is fine i get it my legs are weak <laughs> well it was funny too i i years ago i had no leg strength i had no leg uh, mobility and flexibility and i think that's come a long way and even doing this i was focusing on getting you know I would start the breath even before I started the descent and then I would go down and really get into a good position. I mean, go down below parallel and I was using it to also, you know, extend the squat as much as possible. And what I was also doing with my breathing, I was, I think Phil, you had mentioned this, um, something along these lines, or at least it, um, it, it reminded me of what I was doing by the end. I was, as much as that it was a, a conscious thing, I was allowing my breathing to do, to, to do itself. You know, I didn't have really any conceptual, like, control of the breath and when it would start, when it would end. It's just, when it's natural for it to stop, I'd let it, you know, it would stop. And when it was natural for it to, you know, come back up, I would let it come back up. You're kind of... You're, you're aware of it, but I would let it do itself. The body knows how much oxygen it needs, but my autopilot is terrible. I'd find myself going, wow, to use your um, phrase, Phil, it was like I became you know, aware of my autopilot bad breathing, and there was other times where you become aware of the you know autopilot good breathing. And it's funny, um, at work depending on the stress level and what we're doing and what needs to be done right now. My, my coworker will always say she was, she said it last Friday, she goes, Oh, so is it going to be a, 
a heavy side day. Um, and it's it definitely something that I do where I will, she'll probably catch me just letting out this deep sigh and deep, you know, inhale. Um, but it was funny because now it wasn't really a bad thing. It was just me becoming more aware of I'm breathing and, um, it was, I think I was just, I'm, I'm becoming aware of my autopilot, uh, patterns, you know, and they're becoming better. I don't know if that comes out right, but it's funny you saying a heavy side day. Cause that reminds me also of when Phil, you'd be working, we were sharing that office. You'd be sometimes working with headphones on and your breathing would get really regulated and louder. You would have, you know, an audible sound when you're breathing just a, where you could hear it. It's almost like once you had something blocking where you could be aware of yourself, you went into a mode where it was had to be a lot healthier for you, you know, and you're, you're breathing for what you needed. Obviously you're focusing on something, so that's probably changing it. But I wonder what a heavy side day means, you know? Well, and it, it was good for me when I, I noticed I was doing it, you know, with unawareness, I had someone else telling me it's a heavy side day and it's, I feel almost like it, it's not, it's not to this effect, but like, your body's only breathing when it absolutely needs oxygen. <laughs> um, so at the, at the very, at the very limit, you're going to need a certain amount of oxygen. So your, your, your lungs or your brain is finally telling your lungs, okay, expand. You're going to have to breathe eventually. And it's always erratic. It's always stressed. Whereas I'd find myself having, it was more even, it was probably deeper but it wasn't so stressed and it was a continuous thing. So I, I just start to wonder when it's not, when you're not doing this with awareness, how many, you know, how many cubic feet of oxygen are you in a deficit of on a constant basis? You know, yeah. it's like, I love okay, this your conversation, by the way, know. just talking about it. I'm like, all right, I'm breathing better. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's like, uh, well, you know, within about two hours of with un unawareness or bad breathing, am am I in some type of crazy deficit? And what happens in a, an hour, in a day, in a week, a year? You know, what happens when you take control of that? And I hate the word control in this sense because it's it's nice when it becomes an auto, you know, an auto. Um, an automatic process and you're just doing it better. But I think that was one of the things about starting each day and doing this is that um, I, what you had said, Phil, I found that, and I was already kind of aware of this. I just didn't feel like I could get any control before I started this, but I would wake up every single morning with this, this feeling like I had to approach each day like I was goddamn Leonidas, you know, and I, there was a lot of like, just anger that that's how you, you have to destroy the day. And so 
every reaction became that type of energy. And it's like, you know, you have plenty of energy, but I think once you do this, you're that you take the energy back and you're more aware of it and you calm down, just calm down, you know, um, and you're able to disperse it better, you know, and, um, and maybe, maybe you're a little bit less likely to, you know, give, you know, in your responses to everything. I just got hit with, uh, I don't know why, a jolt of an image. When you said, start every day like Leonidas, it's such like a primal version of where humans have been, but then it was const- instantly contrasted with like our domesticated norm now. It's just somebody in a break room smashing breadsticks. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably because I'm loopy. <laughs> well, ah, just, that's funny nope. because... <laughs> it was docile act. <laughs> this ties in with an actual memory that I've had, um, or that I have when I was working at Costco in Alhambra, there was, I was, um, doing merchandising early, early in the morning. It was like two in the morning during Christmas time. Um, and there was this guy clearly trying to make him a name for himself in the Costco, you know, workforce. And he had recently become manager of merchandising and he, <laughs> we were like moving things around in seasonal and it was like the hardest section to, um, to merch. And so they were coming up with this game plan and it was supposed to sell, you know, more of everything that we had. And, um, what's the, is Pantone, I think it's like bread. And it's like holiday seasonal stuff. <laughs> this guy lost his shit on some poor guy who was like a floor supervisor. And the floor supervisor told me, um, he's like, yeah, move everything over here. So like I did what he told me to do. And then this guy comes out on the floor. And he goes, what the fuck is the Pantone doing in the middle of the aisle? This is a top seller. You move the fucking Pantone to the end cap. And then the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said, he goes, no. How many fucking times do I need to tell you? Pantone goes on the end cap. Pantone goes on the end cap. Pantone goes on the end cap. He goes, where does Pantone go? The guy's like, <laughs> on the end cap? He goes, right. And I'm like, holy shit. And I, like, after that guy was gone, I just started laughing. <laughs> it's like, that motherfucker's priorities are way off. Like, he is dead in five years tops. That's it. Like, <laughs> this, yeah. this guy stabs pillows when he gets home. <laughs> Pando goes in the egg cap. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, his nightmare. <laughs> I, I get the sense Pantone that in the middle, in gets... the middle of the aisle. Everyone that was aware of that, you could have come over to that other guy and said, you do realize that had nothing to do with Pantone, right? <laughs> that was his. That guy <laughs> masturbates to angry porn once he gets home. <laughs> Dang, never should have hired <laughs> handsome pool boy. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, and, that, and I remember there was, there was a kid, he was younger than me, named Joe, that I was working with, and he was already starting to take hold of that mentality because he had been in that environment um already 
you know, too long. I was like, how long have you been here, Joe? And he's like, oh, I've been here for like four years. He's like, I'm thinking about becoming a supervisor. And I can see that like real seriousness taking hold. And I, I felt bad because I'm like, yeah, I mean, you have to take your life seriously. I understand that. And that's probably something that maybe I have suffered from is like not taking it uh, too seriously, you know, at times. But when I see guys like that, I'm like, I'd rather err on, on the side of not taking it too seriously versus taking it way too seriously. Cause seeing that I'm like, dude, it, it's affecting your health, man. Like, yeah, it's fucking, uh, I think that would be a great time where, I mean, you've got one kid who is the apprentice almost like, um, and that could be metaphoric in the sense too. I, I this came to me, um, I'm getting flooded with too many ideas right now, which is a good and bad thing. Um, but I think it's great sometimes to, you know, you start something, you're learning something, you are the apprentice in that sense, being the apprentice, it's good to learn. Okay. Here's this new thing you have no mastery of. And so you start to learn how to do it. Um, but it's also good to look at somebody else like that and have that awareness and go, okay, that's another good thing to learn. He's on the opposite scope. He has nothing left to learn. Now he's dishing it out and telling people how the world is. But what are you saying? You know, you're very serious about where the Pantone goes. You know, it's like <laughs> you, you would be, you would have a lot of benefit taking the position of the person you're screaming at and learn something new. Go, go try something that you're not a master at. It's a great place to be. There's got to be a balance. Um, I would rather be in his shoes, teaching somebody, somebody else, uh, something else, and doing it in a lot more productive manner. Obviously, he's not in a good place. Yeah. Uh, he's in desperate need of, you know, a psychological enema, you know? And maybe that's what he's doing. I think that's, in some ways... That's the, your body's screaming for it. And it, when it, when it's, when it desperately needs it and you've been fighting against that, which you obviously has, it just comes out erratic. It's like you're breathing, you know, when it, you desperately need that oxygen that it's, it has this built up deficit and then it finally comes out. It's just not good. And it is, it's you know uh or it's screaming at somebody and um i that's just a good, that's it, a good it, point it, though, it feels you, terrible that's a good point that you bring up though that it's like it's easy to like from my perspective to judge but it's like that's a healthy thing for that guy to do um to get that out because what would that do on the inside? Cause I've been there too. And I think who knows, like, um, you know, uh, just mine and Kristen's awareness of like throughout the day of like handling a newborn and then also having a toddler, it's very intense. And we're aware of like, okay, we need to work out, you know, and there are certain days I think I already told, both of you I don't know but there was like one day where I was like I need to get outside and so I took 
Elena and then we we went outside and I was like just because I I said something that it was like you know the stress of the situation of like Hudson screaming Elena wanting something it was like okay we need to divide and conquer but Kristen had said something and I kind of reacted poorly and so I was like I'm going outside like I don't know if she's going to be any, Elaine is going to be any better, but I, I need to go outside and, um, went out and was on a walk and I was picking up my phone to let Kristen know, you know, that I need to go to the gym and I could, I could tell that it was just like, I need to get this out in a productive way or else it's just going to continue to get out in a unproductive way. I pick up my phone, <laughs> the text, she had already texted me. She goes, you need to go to the gym. <laughs> and so it's like this moment of like, yeah, um, you can't help. I think in most situations in life before kids, you can kind of help um, masking it. But kids thrust you into needing to learn new levels of where awareness and needing to have more tools uh, like okay it's not out of like oh this would be kind of fun to toy with you know to get something it's like no 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 you 100% need to or else and that's kind of uh, a crazy situation to be in I think anybody that finds themselves in an intense situation they realize like you know, um, I don't know, for instance, like somebody who's like going into SEAL training or something, those guys have to develop their own tools for their mentality, their own tools to keep their physicality up and, and all these, um, other things or else. And that's a, that's a lot of pressure, you know, um, because if they if they miss a day or you know they lapse there could be some serious consequences so they're doing it not just like oh this will be fun like it's not a guy on youtube saying like oh seal training this will be fun I'll, I'll try to implement this in my life you know like i'm coming at you know hearing about goggins he's like no my body's gonna break in half if i don't start stretching it's like okay that's a different situation but it's good like I find it awesome that we're doing it on the comfortable level where we're like, let's do this in a comfortable setting. Um, so we don't have to get it to this dire situation, but you know, being a parent, there are certain things like that that feel like oh, well, you need it. Being a, being a parent is a dire situation in a way. It it's like the, the positive effect of that is that it really, it cuts off your retreat. I think, you know, something like seal training, something like, um that's a hell of a I, way of putting it chris that's great it cuts it, off your retreat it for me i've had those times where you're you're dealing with something that is really it, it feels like being backed into a corner so you really have no you don't have a lot of options and no but i mean and it, it reminds me of um if you don't mind me saying it, it's, you know, taking certain substances, really, you're, you're being forced to learn something. 
and it's a lot more present it's a lot more in your face and but once you see it it's like you relax it's it's a really hard place to um it's a benefit but it's also a little scary <laughs> yeah it's not easy <laughs> No, it's it's not easy. It's like it, it's almost like somebody, you know, you got this drill sergeant going. I'm gonna make this a whole lot more simpler. You're like, oh, good. Why why are you relaxing? This might this might kill you. You know, it's gonna get real simple, and that should frighten you. You know, um, yeah. But it's I, I like what you're saying, Phil. As far as like you start to become aware of those little moments where. And I don't know if it's a voice or just an awareness, but you're like, oh, I need to breathe. Oh, I need to stretch for me. And I, it, it reminded me that first couple days doing this, I had been, and I was, I was in the middle of it with Goggins when I was uh, listening to that podcast and I was foam rolling and stretching every day and really enjoying it and improving it. Like it, not only was it like something I had to do, but I wanted to do it. And it became almost meditative. But you you start to learn all the good things. You start to learn your mental checklist of all the things that, you know, that you're constantly doing. And breathing is one of them. And getting out in the sunshine and drinking water and, you know, all this stuff. As opposed to just having that just you know, just the chaos of energy and thought inside you just misfiring and needing to get out and coming out inappropriately, immaturely, um, suddenly you become just better. And, you know, you're not screaming at your apprentice, you know, put this on the end cap and that's the most important thing in the world. And you, you know, you're a terrible human being, you know, it's, um, you become one yourself. Yeah, and I wonder if that's why we sometimes punish ourselves is because when we put when we find ourselves in extremes, we get greater clarity on what's good and bad. It's like I was just thinking like an example, like say you were living your normal life and we tend to go towards pleasure and away from pain and everything's kind of in a moderate place, usually day to day. Is it you're not you're trying to eliminate these extremes, but something like water, like how much you need you know, if, if you're plunged in the desert, all of a sudden it's going to be very clear that that's extremely important and your priority list completely changes. And I, I think that if we hijack some of those things and we try to make them happen, you know, instead of being in a situation where it comes upon you and you're looking to figure it out and it kind of it creates a fear response in you, it's like the value of where we're at right now of trying to figure out these things and experiment and challenging ourselves I feel like that's more of a nurturing thing where you're like, no, I can do more. And then you get to walk out of it with the positive and the lesson too. I think that's probably why sometimes I've done that. And it's crazy how probably most of the time it's been subconscious <laughs> and I've taken the extreme and the punishment and then grinded my way through it. Mm -hmm. Still no kids yet, but <laughs> so hats off to you guys. <laughs> the fur babies aren't as hard. <laughs> Nate, what was your experience? I, we're we're talking about awareness and breathing and everything, and then in going on, I'm like, oh, we're we're covering some great ground, and I, I realize I'm like, we haven't even. You were the one who set this up. Um, why why did you set it up in the first place? What spurred that? And then what were your experiences as you were doing it? Uh -huh. Yeah, I um, 
so I actually I don't know how it first came my way. The the first one, the the alternate nostril breathing, is it's uh, the way that I saw it was called pranayama, and then the second one, the super brain yoga. I forget how to. I don't, I, will, I don't have it in front of me, but it was like Thwarta Kapalapa or some crazy name or the original names. Yeah. And I, I actually, I forget how I came across both of them. That's the weird thing. So the pranayama, I think that that is a, an exercise that I think I'll continue to do. Cause I still like to sing quite a bit just in the car or whatever. It's cathartic for me. And I noticed instantly when I did after the first time I did that, the alternate nostril breathing, it was weird. It was like I had warmed up my vocal cords way better than any vocal cord warm-up I'd ever had. And not to the same level as, as some of the ones that I've had, but I was just balanced all the way through it. So right out of the gate, it's like, okay, these are these are some pathways that I have a decent amount of tread on, you know, running a bunch back in the past and singing and knowing like what's good and what's not. So right away I was like, whoa, that caught my eye. And I definitely noticed and still do every time. I think I'm going to continue to do that just randomly. Um, my amount of oxygen getting into my body felt so much clearer. And I was, I feel like I opened up my top end, you know, sometimes I'll feel like there's kind of like, I'm just breathing out of the bottom of my stomach and it's kind of shallow or I'm just breathing out of the top of my chest. But I felt like it was all the way through that. It was really just smoothed it all out. So that was pretty cool. The super brain that I don't know if I'll continue doing that one. It was definitely cool. I feel like it's kind of like charging up a battery or something like that. But yeah, I think finding a, the my draw to it was kind of the traditional definition of yoga, which is the closest word from Sanskrit is union. And it's not taking the physical separate from whatever's non-physical that's happening, consciousness, mind, and whatever else could be within any realm that I can't explain but trying to use everything and thinking of the body as a vehicle to optimize, to get a greater bandwidth or a balancing of the forces that are within us and without us. And I definitely noticed that. I feel like it's not, it's some, this kind of stuff is always hard to relate for, uh, based off of how I've been up to this point. Cause it's like, well, I'm tired. I'm going to pour coffee on it. You know, that's better than getting a good night's sleep and, this is the same way where it's like, it's not, it's not that I got to the end of my day and I was like, wow, it's specifically this. And it didn't sound like you guys had the experience either, but on reflecting on it, I was always like, oh yeah, I, I felt like I didn't really go out of balance on anything today. It was really mellow. It was like having chia seeds where I get to the end of the day and it wasn't like I had a big old Red Bull, but I don't recall ever being tired. I was just, I had a really good day. Kind of like we were talking about with the death episode recently with like when you're sick you're like, man, how often am I not happy that I was healthy? And it was the same feeling through this. I felt like I had a really balanced vibe. I had, uh, I wasn't out of balance as far as what I wanted to focus on and create and then what was coming towards me. I definitely felt like I had little things that gave me a, a smirk and a smile, like a nod from the universe a few times where I was reminded of it. I was like, ah, yeah. So my, my experience was good. It, it was one that I think it was just opening the door kind of like meditation where this kind of it's it's over the course of all of this that I'll notice the value in my life it was like that Jerry Seinfeld thing I think that Phil and I we were talking about I have an audiobook that I was listening to and the guy was talking about you don't sit down and make great work or make the intention to make great work today and get it 100% you might 
you might do some great stuff. But Jerry Seinfeld, he set up a calendar with a full year and he would just sit down and write. And his goal was to write good comedy. And when he sat down each day, he would put a check mark in red. And that quickly became his goal is just getting my check mark down for the day. And then when he lost sight of why he first started doing that, that's when he actually got the good stuff. And it was just over the course of it. But he focused purely just on doing this. And this feels like one of those things. And I think it's a, an active thing. So it would be great to couple it with something like meditation. So I, I feel like I'll probably continue with pranayama. And I, I think that probably regimented would be, it would be wiser. Cause I think that things go, you know, I, I would rather make it a habit to do it and couple it with something like just seated breathing. And, uh, that could be my warm up and cool down, you know, in the morning and in the night. So I think I'll continue to do it. And I like the physical stuff because I feel like our bodies can kind of atrophy and that would atrophy our awareness as well. Cause we, we can block it off. So, yeah, that's been, you know, such an amazing effect of us doing just catching waves in general is bringing something new and it's like a, a new potential habit. And then I notice other habits that I have that haven't been positive have become far easier to let go of um, simply because we are, you know, what, what are we talking about? today we're talking about meditation and breathing and all these things that are really healthy and we're genuinely fascinated with it instead of like kind of having a um like a passing like oh i know i should be doing that i know i should be eating vegetables but let's you know let's be bad you know or whatever and it's like no i'm genuinely fascinated with that and not um not bringing up bringing it up because i like the image of it it's like no i you know we're implementing it because we're becoming aware of how good and healthy it feels to gain that new habit and you're like oh i, I just feel better and again i think it's perfect timing for for me personally um to be getting into this just with having kids um I, I don't know. I think I kind of lost track of my point there, but well, I, I think that it, it's funny that looking back on certain things, um, I don't know how I was ever able to get into such a state where doing bad things and putting bad things into my body or not doing good things was ever that was preferable. Like it's almost like certain things change over time, especially you become an adult and maybe, you, I don't know if you just don't have enough time for it um, or more important things take over. But there was a time in my life and I, this is specific, but it's also metaphoric too. I think I don't know why I could be ever in such a state where I got a benefit from eating like candy I don't know why I wanted candy, like a bag of Skittles. 
Like, <laughs> I, that's always been kind of my go-to because I remember saving up money and going to Costco one time when mom and dad went there and I wanted a five-pound bag of Skittles. And not only did I want it, my body, I thought my body wanted it. I knew my brain wanted it, but I also ate it and it made me feel good. And I know that's not really what my body needed, <laughs> but the fact that... The toilet time will let you know straight up. <laughs> but now I think when you start doing better things or, you know, more other things are more important, you're like, I, when I am functioning well... I don't want it and when I'm functioning well and I get it anyway it there's nothing but pain and maybe that's a good thing maybe you should take that assignment like maybe you should learn never to do that again you know um, but I find that with other things too it's I get into that good state and it's like it's it's positive when I put good things in my body and I do positive things um, and I'm, I'm learning something of value and I, I continue to do it. There's times I do that with like water or with breathing and I, my brain just kind of the autopilot mode is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to start your day. You're going to, um, you have to breathe. You have to do your squats, um, get it out of the way. Um, and then you're just going to go about your day. Like if you don't get this right, nothing else goes right. It's, it's, it gives back to you. It makes everything easier. This life is not something that you have to do or have to get done with. You know, you're, you're already there and I'm treating it like it's some check, you know, something to check off. Um, but when I do these things right, it feels like I just, I live better. And every moment is I'm not trying to get somewhere else or just trying to, I'm, get these vegetables out of my way so I can get on with the Skittles, you know? Um, because the Skittles will have you in the bathroom by noon, you know? And it's, it's, you know, you start to learn those things. You start to learn, no, my body doesn't need, <sighs> why is it that I convinced myself or I thought I needed to uh, drink a bunch of alcohol tonight? You know, why, uh, why is that fading away? There's something to that. Why is my sweet tooth not really that strong anymore? Um, how can, how can someone can, I mean, get into such a state where it's like, I need to focus all my energy on getting my next hit of crack cocaine. Where does that come from? Um, and then I can find myself in such a state where it's like getting 15 minutes alone just to sit in peace and quiet and breathe and look at the sun and listen to the birds and all that. How the hell did that become like, it's, it's free and it's like, it's right there. And it's like, no, 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 I've got a, I've got all this shit to get out of the way, but it's always there. Um, there's that simplicity that it's also, it, um, it it, it 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 makes you aware of what's really important. I think you know, um, just looking at our three perspectives of growing up, um, we're very fortunate, and 
but we're also like we're thrust into an environment thinking about three white kids who were born into um you know this household and we that household is like you have your habits starting off and then our culture is another factor and all this stuff and it's like thinking about us eating bags of skittles i i specifically recall having real like never before or since uh, real problems in the bathroom because of that of how much i ate <laughs> you know and it's like how was that ever an option um and taking it to that extreme and then finally getting to a point in life where you realize you're like well that's not good so you start stripping things away and then as you strip things away your willpower kind of naturally goes up but then you then it's not even willpower after a certain point once you get rid of bad habits you're like no i'm good and it's almost uh at a certain point it's almost fear you're like i never want to go back there i never want to go back to that that bathroom and deal with that and that takes over and it's not even willpower you're just like not going back to that you know it's awareness at that point of like holy crap how did i take it to that extreme and uh and you look at our culture and it's like a lot of people are taking it to really unhealthy extremes and they they've lost self-control and like through that process and thinking like well you're gonna need you know it's like what we were talking about extreme situations thrust you into developing tools that you will need in order to cope with that but what it seems like is happening with a lot of people you know that you see on the street or whatever and you're like wow you you know for instance your body you know you're like you've taken that to an extreme and we're all aware even that person's aware and they have put themselves in that extreme situation and in order to get out they're going to need a tremendous amount of willpower to get themselves out but then after that is done perhaps they you know they need to get the awareness of i need to get as far away from that event as i possibly can to build more momentum going in the opposite direction of that so then maybe there's a a time of uh, like a time duration of fear that they will go back to that and i like you see that on like the biggest loser or whatever they're like i'm just scared i'm scared that if i get away from this camp that i'm going to fall back into my old habits and it's like it very well could um if you're around the wrong crowd or you know this your environment plays a factor you can still combat that but you're going to need to again develop new tools in order to get yourself away from that but like um yeah i think it all it does definitely come down to awareness of what you've done and really thinking about it and again kind of going back to something that i said previously it's like the fact that we're having this conversation about breathing about meditation and really bringing it's like i've needed this for a long time i've i've dabbled in it from time to time but 
doing it just you know for how long it's been two weeks or however long you know how many ever days we've done it and then i start seeing all these other things um my awareness of like i've known since junior high that i am not flexible and then as soon as i start meditating this other thing comes in you know like you need to stretch and that was something i was calling for i was aware that i've i've known that for years that how is that any different than a person who you know is obese and they know that i, I need to get a better a healthier eating habit uh eating habits because i'm suffering because of that but then you meditate and it's like hey you've been talking a lot about this now it's time for you to physically start enacting that and then i you know it's not like i'm even um consciously doing it. it's like there will be times of the day i'm like oh i need to stretch like i want to stretch is the kind of the the thing it's not i need to it it moves it into this awareness of i want to so there would just be times in the day now where i'm like oh, this is a good time and space to meditate why not like i've got it take it you know and then you instantly feel better because of it um one of the things that as i was meditating um it's like I became aware of my need to stretch that became another habit that like i'm i'm doing and it's i've coupled both of them stretching and meditating together but one of the images well two images that came to mind as i'm meditating and it's no coincidence that they were like they were in these movies growing up it was almost like they were planted just for us they weren't but it feels that way uh, like Swayze doing Tai Chi in Roadhouse like why was that a moment in that why was that even important to that story or to that character it's not really but you see that and what did we think we're like that's awesome why did we think as chubby little kids scarfing skittles why did we connect with Swayze going like this and we're like awesome if, because Dalton was meant to bend the, the energy of the universe. If if only I could be as awesome as Patrick Swayze as Dalton, you know, doing his, um, you know, his Tai Chi, pairing the physical with the mental in one image with his shirt off. We're just like, you're connecting with that. Why? Because I guarantee you not everyone was connecting with that. But then I... I I'm seeing us today and we're like, we're fascinated. We're that fascination has only built momentum. And then thinking of Jean-Claude Van Damme, he's stretching <laughs> as ridiculous as it, as it could possibly be. He, I mean, obviously he's showing off like, Hey, look at how flexible I am in every movie and every situation between two, you know, freight liners in a commercial. But it's like, you see that and you connect with it because of the fact that you know subconsciously it is healthy he has reached a point of health on that maybe not so on the ego <laughs> but um but just on another level of like that is physically healthy and it's uh it's kind of spiritually healthy too 
you know, to reach that state. And that's something that should be strived for. I think there's something going on where, and um, I think as far as the image is concerned, you know, and definitely something that, and I don't think you even need make a big deal out of just kids watching it. Cause I think we, now we have a lot of grown adults who are just as unaware of what's really going on. They see an image like that and go, that's awesome. That's sexy. That's whatever. That's, that's spiritual, whatever it is. And it's um, very superficial, but I think the person who authentically does that, they, even if they're not there, even if they're just starting out and they're like having their first day in the gym or first day of flexibility, you know, stretching or whatever, and they hit that moment where they're kind of pushing against where it starts to get difficult and they go into that with awareness and they just do what they can. Um, you have those little moments where you, something clicks and I think that you you see the benefit of something you see your energy kind of you have that moment of something is clicking and you realize this is important because of this and I just get this sense in myself where I have I, I become aware of all the energy inside me and how I'm using it. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not coming out badly. You know, you're not that guy in that stock room screaming at somebody. There is no awareness right there. In fact, someone standing away from them and looking at him could probably benefit quite a bit. They could see inside themselves the times that, that they have that building up. And what I what I found with this too, I would do the breathing, you know, several times a day. Sometimes at night, you know, I've I found where here it is, I'm tucking the girls and I have plans to go to the gym. And in fact, I, I really I now I'm starting to get frustrated because I want to put them to bed as soon as possible. I'm getting frustrated with them because they won't go to bed. And then all of a sudden they're like, Daddy, can you just lay down with me for a second? And I'm like, I can't do that because then I can't go to the gym because I'll be passed out in about 45 seconds, you know? And But my brain and my body are like, you've got all this built up. And somehow it's convinced yourself that it needs, it just needs a respite. It needs to, it's exhausted. When that's really not what's going on, you have a ton of energy that you got to let out. And I've had those times where, and in these cases, I, I had this several times where I would breathe and I would get a little bit more focused and I would be calm, but I would be awake. You know, I wouldn't be so ready just to like fall on the floor, exhausted after the whole thing was done. But I would find myself in the gym after that and I would, I was aware of all the energy that I had built up and what I needed more than anything at that point was to, to get some hard work out, you know, whereas other times I think it would just be like, Oh, I've got to get the kids to bed. And I would be so I'd be fighting with that. And I'd finally just go, I would relent and then pass out, but I'd go to sleep with all this unexpended energy. I would wake up in a crappy mood and 
I think what I'm trying to say is that with this, it just brought a whole lot of awareness to, to what I was doing and why and what I really needed. I really needed the broccoli. I didn't need the Skittles. I don't know why my my body and brain was in a place where I thought, no, that's the choice I want to make. That's, that's what's going to make me feel better. I'm also getting something immediate through something else where it was like, that's not really what you need and you're not even aware of it. It's better to get into that place where you are in a place to know exactly what you need. And it seems odd. It seems kind of almost comical sometimes, but it's like maybe you're doing Tai Chi like um, like Dalton. It's not important that, oh, well, that looks funny or he's he's aligning all these chakras. He's doing all this stuff. It's like whatever he is doing, he is doing something to get into a place where he's he's wise, you know, if you want to call it that. He's in a place, in a position where he can see clearly. Yeah, one of the things that I really feel like, I guess it's just this time of life. I think we're all in the same spot. We're looking at growing up, and it never ends, is that you're flooded with distractions. And I feel like it breaks up your ability to analyze your feedback loops. And we've gotten to a point now, and I think we all are, where we're trying different things and trying to see like, all right, what is this actually doing for me? Like in my personal experience, not what somebody else told me, but what is it going to get me to? And it, and it feels like, I think Phil, where you're saying like, you didn't, you weren't taking life seriously. I think you have to be that way. Cause if you just go with the plan that's given to us, you have to have a little bit of that fighter pilot in you to go, fuck that. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Cause if not, it's like, I feel like the norm is to kind of compare to each other and keep yourself in a survival mode where you feel like, ah, I got to do this. And then you're distracted. So you're not even paying attention to your own feedback loops of what's good for me, what's bad for me. So inevitably you just do things like eating a ton of Skittles, which makes you shit a turtle shell. <laughs> no, it's a, it yeah. is a good, I want the now, give me something now. I need to, yeah. I need to escape from my reality. Cause it's, brutal sometimes it's, yeah. it keeps it keeps coming back um from time you know it's like you kind of i well i can only speak from my own personal experience but i sometimes doubt the mindset that um like past decisions or whatever that got me out of roseville in the first place and went out to school and stuff and kind of the journey that we every once in a while, you know, it'll, it'll creep in. And I know you're probably the same way, Nate, like thinking of, um, you look at like, you know, Chris, your life or, you know, your friend's life. And it's like, man, you guys have, you know, you've gotten to a point where you're, you're homeowners and, you know, there are certain advantages of that. And it, it gets into your head, like, was this the right way or the wrong way? But then there are times where it's like, you know, it's like, who's to say? It happened regardless. And it, I knew that there was a certain amount of risk in doing it. And it's all very romantic in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and then as you're in it 
you know then you reach the the point where it's very unromantic and then you see you know i think right now i am reached or i have already reached the apex of becoming aware of outside opinions of like you know perhaps people looking at that decision saying oh, that got fucked up you know and i don't i i don't on on my healthy balanced days i'm like eh, i don't think so i really don't think so because you know and i'm not saying i'm not like generalizing saying that every single person is is thinking that way or this way but it's like i you know i've or we have made a really good life for ourselves it continues to get better every day and um still still growing or whatever there's one or two things like career or whatever that haven't taken off but again going back to the fact that we're having this conversation all three of us are having this conversation right now would this have ever taken place um without an early awareness of like hold on i don't want to work at at costco that's that doesn't feel right and as scary as it feels to like remove myself from this situation i i feel like i have to do that versus this you know i don't know where i'm going with this at all i think it's i think it's so important to question what's going on because if not then you're going to end up with a life that doesn't have as much meaning as as it should i think there's has to be a balance that you got to play the game to a certain point but i feel bad because I, I, I think a lot of people live without analyzing those things until they've they've cinched themselves down into where they're supposed to be and then they don't do what actually provides enough meaning for them and god forbid they don't get it until get it ever you know because i think that not everybody does get to retire and try out some of the things that they always wanted to do when they were just, you know, a kid on summer vacation who your whole life was hobbies essentially. And then you go work forever and you crush out that creative portion of you that wants to just explore. I think some people will flower at that age. Some people never have that problem. Some people ride depression pills into the you know, sadly into the sunset and there's all extremes along the spectrum. I feel grateful that we're, we're tinkering with this stuff to try to get a different balance. But I think it's, it's healthy to question all these things, including did I fuck up? <laughs> but I don't think so. I think if you're asking that question, you've, you've taken the dive into why live if I'm not going to go for it, you know, for the things that feel right to my heart. But as we go into it too, I feel like that too. I feel, I'll look at it and go, man, some of the things, some of the reasons that I started certain things in my life were done from a certain perspective. And as I go further, I question like, oh man, that's not exactly what I want. Right. Like I, I, not the appearance of it, but I feel fortunate that at least it's, 
the through line of it is I'm doing the right things for the right reason. I just maybe was, I was taking a little rocket boost to get into it off of the romantic side and the ego side of it. But I feel lucky that it's not egoic, that it's much deeper in that. And I think that we all have that with what we're doing. And then we also have to do shit that we don't, it doesn't have meaning, but there's a lot of lessons to be learned too, which is still the, the longer, you know, the longer go around for meaning it's cool to be in a place like this and it's very much not finished. It's not all the way through the journey and it's kind of cool too to be like, all right, I think that's where the balance days are where you see that and you're like, nope, just going to get my red mark on, on the calendar today. Cause I know it's coming and I'm, I'm, I took the get paid for these things later kind of route, you know, hopefully a little bit of both. It's, it's funny how it, it's very common and it's a, very easy place to go back to but humans are always talking they they want to figure out a way to be able to to take a snapshot of what should be done what should not be done to say what's good and bad good and evil and so they no longer have to do um the hardest work or i guess the most um potentially uh effective work possible is being in that place where you can see it for yourself. You'd rather just have to be told, no, no, this is what is good. Broccoli is good. Breathing is good. Um, you know, not sleeping on park benches and, you know, snorting cocaine and all this other stuff. It's, I don't want to have to think about it. I just want to have to be, I just want to do, you know, I, I, you just want the lesson plan. Yeah, I, I don't want to... I think the only times I've really harnessed it and really understood is I had to go through the lesson. I really had to learn it. And it. I had to go through SEAL school. I had to become the parent. I had to do all this stuff. And then at that point, it's like... Well, and what people don't understand is that... Maybe this is my fundamental problem with religion, too, is that it's i end up i'm never really going to understand if i'm just sitting in the pew i'm you want me to be a peon but i'm not really going to under understand and it it's going to suck it's really going to suck but i'm going to have to go through hell if i want to get to heaven you know and when you understand what that means there is no this is not an egoic thing at all. It's going to hurt, but you're really going to understand. Um, you're going to want to, you know, relay all this wisdom to somebody else as if you can actually explain it. You're Phil, you're going to tell somebody else, no, 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 this is how you parent. No, this stuff was told to me. <laughs> you're going to get to good that luck, point. Buddy, yeah. It's like, you're going to have different strengths and weaknesses. I would never, you know, that's, it's, you bringing that up makes me flash to, um, a week ago, it was right after we got out of Jamboree and I, I took Elena cause she likes, like we go to Jamboree, she gets her like physical stuff out. And then I was like, let's just walk around this little, um, it's kind of like strip mall. And then we walked into Staples and 
not trying to even find anything that we wanted or needed just like let's change the environment why am i in staples i have no idea maybe there's something in there you know that i'll need down the road let's just walk around we're walking around she's stimulated she's looking at stuff and at one point i see this chair and i'm like "Ooh, i like the it's like an air chair um has the and it has like a really deep lumbar um support I'm like that that'd be really nice to like have a chair that has like a really deep because i have you know back issues or whatever yeah, maybe so like i sit down in that and then elena walks around a chair and she's out of my sight and i go elena elena you know and like instantly your parent radar goes off and this woman's voice says oh she's fine and I'm like, I don't even look at her and I don't even acknowledge her. I'm like, do I know you? Do I know that you aren't potentially somebody who's going to kidnap her? So instantly in my mind, I'm like, you can shut the fuck. You're nothing to me. Never, never saw that woman's face. Never even acknowledged her. Simply for the fact that it's like, you're not, you're not here to tell me anything about this situation <laughs> you're outside of it and so i don't even need to acknowledge you, <laughs> you know? she's too uh i'm not okay i need to know where she is <laughs> exactly and yeah you don't get to um be acknowledged in that situation at all so it's like i i instantly stood up out of the chair grabbed her <laughs> put her in my arm like there we go that's where you can be and you don't get acknowledged <laughs> because <laughs> this is a parenting issue and you are not her parent so yeah you know yeah there's no magic bullets for anything i don't feel like i think i feel like it's all just options and the whole world is telling you sometimes you know just do this oh just do that and it's like that doesn't account for all the different shit that's going to come my way like I have to be an active participant in everything. I can't just say, oh, just do this. It's going to be so easy. It's like you can't give somebody your experience. I remember when I was starting bartending and I actually had, I've had multiple trainees say the same thing. I remember thinking when Noah was training me, God, if I could just like download your experiences because I knew what was coming my way was just a myriad of things. It's like you're giving me basic tools so that I have a Swiss army knife to get through this. And I can be self-sufficient, but the only way to become truly self-sufficient is to get some pain in there. And I, I saw something recently and I'm going to botch this, but it was something to the effect of everybody has experiences, but some people get stronger where the scars are, where it's basically you go into that fear, you go into that deficiency or something that the world is telling you to focus in this point, which was custom for you, but probably universal for what everybody goes through or what can and you look at those points that you're not good at and you just go, all right, I'm, that's what I can work on. And that's where the greatest joy is going to come because you're going to get this contrast. But it has to be one-on-one. -on -one. It has to be you, your custom fit. That's what makes it fun. It's, it, I hate that too sometimes. I, it's such a love-hate. 
not hate, but it's like a love, like smile, like yeah. God damn it, like <laughs> God, God damn it. I, I know these things. Only in reflection is it going to be like, oh yeah, that was great. And then you're in it, you're like, no, that was terrible. <laughs> What's funny too it is wasn't. that it, it really wasn't. It's almost like you can have all these skill sets, and I feel so cut off from it all the time. Like I've got it, I've got the Swiss Army knife, but for some reason, I'm choosing the sledgehammer. Why? <laughs> um. Why am I relying on too much caffeine, no little sleep, not enough breathing, not enough stretching, um, not nearly enough awareness, and I'm going for the Skittles, the sledgehammer, and the crack cocaine every time. And it's, and then I have all those moments every time, and as good as they are, how the fact that they're there's these little there the fact that there are these little moments every now and then there are these nice little reminders where it just feels like the weight of all my energy is finally just it rises every time and then just goes and i remember everything's okay you know as soon as i put my hand on the little macgyver you know uh knife every time it's it's a lot simpler than you make it out to be you're not fighting all the Persians, you know, and it's like, and then, and then at that point, it doesn't matter what's going on. You've, you're dealing with everything correctly. Um, but you convince yourself it's not simple. You convince yourself that you're, you're not equipped that, and you're, you're holding on to the world and the way it, 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 the little static images that say, yes, do this and don't do that. Um, you're, you, you, you're willfully blind in those cases. When you have sight, it, it's weird. It's, I think, <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> this is, I think it's, um, I think it's negative programming. A lot of that battle is negative programming that we get every day in our culture because if we don't have that conflict do you really need that hammer from sears do you need that you know uh, that flashy corvette no why would you spend all that time and energy getting that thing that actually gives you very little um, with with that extra perspective, with that extra awareness, you'd be like, I could have that exact same experience standing on the other side of the street and not being an owner, <laughs> you, know? you know? So I think it's uh, it's one of those things that, to cut yourself off of like streams of information that is telling you otherwise in, in causing that inner conflict and battle. I think that's a very healthy thing to get away from all that. And, and you, and you gain, I'm sorry, I, I'm just adding. That was my point. Yeah. I think both those things that you guys are talking about there, it's crazy how that, it's all negation like the you're naming something for what it is or you think you own something when everything is so 
impermanent and changing, including us and our mind states where it's nothing you've done is who you are. It's just something you did. But if it happened in an early age, sometimes it sticks a little more. But I like I feel like recently you're like diving into all these things of what can be instead of going, you know, this is what you are. So that's the way you're going to be. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's the way you're going to see that thing in your life from that point. But the old if you name me, you negate me makes more sense to me every day where I'm, I want to open up to possibilities of what could be. And that includes me, mind states, thoughts that includes you and the way that I see you and what you can possibly be anything. It's crazy. I'll, I'll never tire of the simple things becoming more clear and having first hand experience. And suddenly you'll have moments or days. And I think it's going to continually grow of where you just see everything to it makes more sense on a whole nother level that there's so much depth to even simple things and sayings, you yeah. know, and discoveries. I think the more simple ages. that they are, you really see um, one thing that's come up and I'm still reading through it, but I got, I've gotten enough from Jordan Peterson uh, lately, but yesterday and I was in a spot where I was dealing with way too much energy and it's going out. I, I was behaving very badly and then all of a sudden it just... I was being a bad boy. <laughs> <Hugh> Grant? <laughs> all of a sudden I just became aware, you know, I got I to gotta go do something. I became so irritated with how much shit was in the house. And then I was like, I had... We're kind of renovating, we're redoing our floors and stuff. And that was already irritating me because now I'm standing on foundation. Um, and I've got to wait to... Um, our dishwasher is out and our, our appliances are out and I'm dealing with all this. And, um, all of a sudden I just like, I could, I couldn't get everything into the state that I want it to be. And then I just had this flash that, um, I opened up my sock drawer and realized that I must've had like 250 pairs of socks and realized <laughs> I have bought new socks because I couldn't see all my socks and couldn't see that I had enough socks, like the, the short socks that I needed. And so I started just, just purging. Um, but essentially I'm cleaning my room, but then I start to become aware that, Oh, I'm not cleaning my room. I'm, I'm cleaning myself. All of a sudden there's the things that I do need were becoming more accessible to me because all the things I don't need are being pitched. And, but it just becomes, it's very direct. It's very kind of metaphoric as well, but it's like, um, but then also I think doing that, my energy is kind of being dissipated correctly and I'm becoming more aware and I'm probably just more a joy to be around after I'm done too. Um, but now I could have been frustrated and said, you know, well, I'm just in a shitty mood. I need to go on YouTube. I need to go look at memes or something like that. And there is some type of benefit to that. But there's also this weird feeling I get every single time I do it that just feels like that did absolutely nothing for me. That's not what I needed. And I hate myself for doing that. And <laughs> But then it's the opposite thing. It's like, no, maybe, maybe almost puking and doing hill sprints was what I needed. 
and someone else could say, yeah, 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 because hill sprints are awesome. Like, it has nothing to do with the hill sprints. It has nothing to do with cleaning your room. It's not about, wouldn't that be, I would be a sexier, stronger person if I could, you know, do the Jean-Claude Van Damme, you know, screaming tied to two trees, you know, and doing all that. It, I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. And it's, I don't know what I need most of the time, but to calm down, to breathe, you start to, to see what you do need and what is beneficial and what is a, a wise I don't know, I get into a place where I can see, you know, and I am, I do accept the, there's that natural kind of, I don't know if you want to call it a voice or just an intuition that you see what you need. And it's nice to get yourself into that place more often where you can hear that voice. I think the thing that is... It's interesting because you can have the image of health without actually being healthy. And sometimes I think, and, and that's, that's kind of the, um, that's the conflict right there. Right. Is that like Nate, you were, you were saying that it's like that you kind of get drawn in to something for all good intentions. You can feel the pull of like, say you look at Van Damme doing the splits. You're like, that's awesome. And then instantly for the unhealthy side is like the ego where it's saying, I want that because look at, you know, people would look at me in a, in a very cool way, completely forgetting that the reason why you looked at Van Damme and connected with it had nothing to do with your ego and everything to do with your subconscious saying he has reached a point of health he is doing something that has benefited his life internally and now that has manifested externally that is why you think that's why we subconsciously connect to that not because of oh he was in his mind saying, I cannot wait to do the splits in front of people so they look at me. That is the wrong reason. He got to that point because every day he developed a healthy habit, which has manifested in that. It's the same thing as like, you know, somebody who owns a Corvette because they have, they have developed a pattern of, you know, uh, making good business decisions because they were like, I want to provide. They, they could have reached that means in a healthy way or an unhealthy way. They could have screwed over every single person all the way up the, the top of, to the top, to get themselves to the top of a corporate business. Or they could have just developed that on their own in a very healthy way. And we connect with it, I think, on a subconscious level because we know you know, if that were done in a healthy way, that would have been, that is the right road, but it could still manifest and we could still be attracted to that for all the wrong reasons. And I think that's what we battle internally is that sometimes we get confused as to what we're actually after. And it's like, you're not going for it 
for the result. You're going for it because you want to develop healthy processes. Uh, you know, getting there. You just want to have that like, okay, I am on the right road. I am doing this for all the right reasons. And it's all happening inside for a very healthy reason versus like, oh, I'll show them, you know, it's like, that's, that's going to be the wrong well, way. I think you could also, it's like a perversion yeah. of it. I think like, that's kind of what makes it fun. The game of life is that they're not mutually exclusive is that you can have somebody that has a Corvette just for the egoic show of this is what it says about me. And that's all fine and good, but it's not, it's not actually what's going to give you a depth of experience and happiness. And it's obvious to a lot of people. Sometimes it's not, you know, but it's also someone can have a Corvette and it can be fucking awesome because it's what they've gone through to get to that point. And it has so much meaning and it still does say something about them. That's cool. And that's when it actually is cool. And you're like, that guy's fucking awesome. Cause not only is he a badass and he obviously paid for it, but he looks cool too. You know, it's like he gets, and he's like, he's, yeah, you, yeah you humble. And it's like, I don't give a fuck what you think about this. That's my vet, baby. I, you I, know? Whatever, and, whatever that's cool and awesome that is the real thing is not something he attained when he bought that Corvette. So he, he had it. Yeah. And I think nice. that if there's anything important to any of this, it's, and I know this is true, that the first day that I start stretching on my on my pathway to doing that grinding assault on my groin like John claude <laughs> did was that all of a sudden on day seven when I'm like I I'm just stretching as much as I can and I realize like I, I'm not there's something more fundamental that I'm never going to get to. If there's anything important, I can get it now. And that it's not easy, but it's, it's having those little moments where it clicks and you're, you have that tough workout and your body looks like shit and your, your strength is shit or whatever, but it's you in, you're enjoying what you're doing your you realize that i don't know how to explain it but it's just it's it's funny like i i have i've had the day where i've just started doing something realize my strength sucks and yet it's i realize i there's a benefit to doing what i'm doing and then i've also had it months later where i just keep at it and it's not about getting anywhere any uh at any point in, in the future, but I realize, oh wow, my strength has gone up and my flexibility has gone up. And you know what? I really, I get into a good place when I'm doing my squat workout and I do my stretches. And now it's no, I'm no longer trying to get somewhere else. I'm getting it by the very doing it. And I really appreciate this and I appreciate, and it, 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 it goes outside of what I'm doing and it just kind of, it's the it's the whole it's your your whole experience of life feels like that and i'm no longer leonidas you know going well i'm going to get it once i go through that entire battle up there um and then i'll be able to i'll have the actual trophy you know and i can show people i got it now i'm better it's not like that you um it's a whole lot 
simpler than that. It's a whole lot more difficult than that, I would think, too, because we've convinced ourselves it's, you know, it, it's it's in the it's in the image. It's in the thing that I can see. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I think <laughs> no, sorry. go ahead. Nate. You go ahead. Well, I think that that's so like what we've been talking about with work and different things like that. I think that's a, anything that you're going to do that's going to be worthwhile. It has to satisfy both that it has to, you do have to genuinely like the appearance of it and the ego side of it, but that's not enough because you're going to get tested shortly after that of the non-ego side where you have to do it for the act of doing it. And then you get all of it at that point that that goes away. The romance and everything goes away and you're just there. And it's like, do you really want this thing to be a part of your life? Cause it's going to take maintenance. That's where the love is, is that just doing the act of upkeeping this thing, you know, what you have has you including your thoughts. Are these the ones that you really want? Do they have some resonance with you? And then you get your cake and eat it too, I think. Just an observation. But it's funny. Inspired by it. um, just one more quick uh, example for me. And I, you can take two pathways. And I think, um, and I don't want to get this into this assault on, you know, kids nowadays or, or people nowadays. Or the world's going to hell. I hate that crap. But it's, you start to, you see somebody else, this is just my comparison, you see somebody else squatting big at the gym or whatever, and they're strong and they're muscular or whatever, and you want to do that. I want to do that. I get infatuated with the idea. I want bigger biceps in eight weeks, and I'm going to be able to get it, sure. Um, all of a sudden, I start doing it, and then I hit that moment where I really, I, I hit the reality of it. I can go, a lot of people decide, and I've done this before as well, um, I realize I'm not strong. I'm going to stop squatting to parallel and I'm going to start squatting, uh, not as deep and I'll keep adding weight. Suddenly three months later, I'm squatting 300 pounds and I'm probably mo- I'm probably dropping down like an inch and I'm like, I'm stronger, but I'm not. Now I'm sacrificing. I want the image of this strength and then I, and I can't even see myself clearly. I can't even see that I'm not doing anything. And then I blow my back out. I blow my knees out. Um, and I have to start all over again. And I, I, can, I can do it correctly. I can humble myself and start squatting the bar all the way down below parallel. And, you know. And it's funny. I've had the opposite where I was doing that or I was getting better at stretching. I was squatting right next to this little girl who's squatting more than I am and I'm completely okay because I know this is what I have to do. I know I have to squat the bar correctly and I'll get there. It's not even really important that it's that number that that other person is squatting. That that's all that'll come. If you do it correctly, that'll come. That's not really that important. Um but to be in that place where you're okay with where you're at and, and seeing the success in doing that, whatever that number is, is more important than, because I'll, I'll burn myself out and I'll say, oh, it's not worth it. Or I'll do it, you know, I'll decide, um, I'll, I'll cheat or think I can cheat. I, I You can't cheat the system. You think you can, <laughs> um, but, you know, the... 
the universe always wins. And you can either see that and do it correctly and have it work for you or go through this whole kind of static kind of, uh, you know, uh, the superficial image of how things work. But you really don't get the gold, which sucks because I think the gold is always there. You can get it on day one. But I think, you know, uh, we've convinced ourselves, society's convinced ourselves that it's it's something else. It's it's the image and not the actual, but the actual is always there. That's the good part. It doesn't always look sexy, but it, it could, I guess it could start to look sexy in the end. Um, but even by that time, if you do it correctly, I think you'll be surprised. People will be like, oh my God, you'll have the guy coming up to you in the gym or at the park or whatever oh my god i can't believe you can do that and you're going to be surprised like i wasn't even you're 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 infatuated by the sight of something but you know to be the master at that time and telling that person you know no 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 just slow down this is a great time for you i in fact i'm envious you're you're the beginner it's it's awesome do this correctly don't make all the mistakes i did that, that's what all masters say and what the apprentice can't understand <laughs> is that they're so close. They're right there. They're always right there. You know, it's like, no, but but one day, oh, am I going to need more protein? Am I going to need to, what am I going to have to do? It's like, kid, if there was a way to explain to you what you have to do, I mean, you see yourself in that position. And... I don't know. I I think we understand what. Um, I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> the as both you, you were talking about that idea, I'm like wow, that that just in and of itself is worth exploring more. Is the the idea of doing something. not trying to get anywhere we say this time and time again but no matter what we do it's just i think it's a, a human trait that we have that we're like what's that carrot like give me give me the carrot and it's like no no no, no. you're you're fine right now you're gonna feel the reward today if you're doing it for the right reason because as soon as you know again going back to the meditation and then i really became aware I was just heightened awareness. I'm sure I've been getting signs left and right since I was, you know, in, in the sixth grade, and I became aware of the fact that I am, I am, I have no flexibility. But becoming aware of that today, you know, thinking about that, I'm like, I know I'll never be John Claude Van Damme doing stretches between two chairs, and what a gift that is for me because i'm still stretching now i'm i've i've already started you know in the past two weeks I've started stretching every day simply because it feels good and simply because i know my body needs it really really bad like anytime any physical therapist or doctor has looked at how inflexible i am they're like that's i mean that's awful as a, that might be one of the worst cases I've seen. And I'm like, okay. So it's weird because it 
being in that situation is actually such a huge gift because there's no lying to myself that I'm doing it for the right reasons because it's been so long and now I'm like I ha I I want to do this it's not it's not that I need to do it it's not that oh I need to do, to do it to prove to anybody that I'm Van Dam I know I'm not Van Dam I don't you know but that also has like popped in my head I'm like I'm doing it for the right reasons I wonder if one day I'm going to be able to Van Dam <laughs> that would be kind yeah. of awesome absolutely you know? I, I think another thing too is that and it seems strange but when I'm in the right place it's you get reminded I keep almost had this image of somebody coming up to you Phil and go oh wow like what if a therapist looked at you and said you're you're flexible as shit you know uh, yeah. uh, your your flexibility is shit that's fantastic you have a huge problem and it's a benefit to have a problem because guess what you're gonna have a whole lot of benefit from remedying it yeah you know you get to see rapid change yeah. what about the person who's great at that oh you're at the top level sucks to be you like you have no no room to improve but it's this guy over here this slob over here who can't you know touch his knees this guy has so much room so his upper limit is way up there you know um that's awesome it is it's a very exciting and i think that's kind of what everyone else you know everyone in the world is looking for is a little bit of excitement you know something that you're like I, this is a huge area that I can benefit every day by taking a little step in that direction. And then you take those steps for the right reasons. And every day you're like, ah, oh, feels so much better. I know I'm moving in the right direction. So then because you subconsciously know every day you are doing something that is moving you in the correct direction. Because isn't that what we're all battling? Is that you feel like, am I even moving in the right direction, or am I moving, am I taking steps in the wrong direction? But I think most of us will every day feel amazing, even if they aren't Van Dam yet. But but they know they're like, I'm moving in that direction now for the first time in my life, and that feels fucking amazing. It's exciting. I'm on the right path, and that is what makes you feel better by taking those little steps in the right direction, making meditation a daily habit, not trying to get you know to a point where you can hover above the ground and making that your goal, but just making like, today I'm moving in the right direction, taking this little step in the right direction for this thing, for the right reasons. You're going to be a better person all around, and you're going to put that out into the universe, and people are going to be like, what the hell is this guy's secret? Well, he's doing something today that's moving him in the, the a better, healthier, you know, path, way. It seems like normally, and this sounds insane to look at, but I, I feel so grateful to see it, is that I'm constantly so pissed off that I'm not there yet. <laughs> but if I was there yet, and that was it, I'd be extremely frustrated. I think being the master, you've, you almost see all, all the negatives for being topped out. Do we want to be topped out? Do you want to be done? 
I don't think we want to be. It's like in some ways my mind is saying that uh, I just want to get this over with. Wait, that that's that's that is everything. Do you know what you're saying? Like, I and I don't mean to sound overly morbid or whatever, but it's like, but if you want to be done, you can just you know end it. Yeah, exactly. And it's like uh, you actually, and the fact that you don't see that you don't want that like you're just i think our fundamental problem is that we're so terribly confused and we could get very unconfused very quickly i don't understand how i could be go back and forth between being so confused and so clear so quickly all the time that's the way i feel and and it you know, to sound even more metaphoric, it feels like heaven and hell very quickly. Same person, same world, and yet it how could it go swing both ways so quickly, so extremely? And that's what reminds me is that just just breathing can put the world back in order, put myself back in order. And it's just the most important thing is just remembering that you know what an easy way to do to remember hypnosis <laughs> i'm a netflix i was gonna tell you to jerk off right now <laughs> I, I, I oh it comes all the way back oh yes <laughs> i know I keep, I keep reiterating that fact maybe it's the fact that i keep reiterating stuff to myself through hypnosis <laughs> but it helps because you know, how often do we come up with something that helps and then we're like, oh, that's amazing. And you can feel that it's amazing. And then after a couple of days of that feeling of amazingness, you're like, you stop that habit. Why? Either you forget or you're doing it and you're like, yeah, but I don't have that in initial charge anymore. You're like, it doesn't mean that it's lost any of the positive effect in your life you continue down that road just continue to do it you know that initial charge was there it was very powerful it was there to let you know yes that's it yes just that that is the way is it going to always be easy no sometimes it's going to feel like work but just continue in the direction of yes and you'll be fine. Yeah, if you, it's like you, anything that you do, anything that you like, there's the shine and the grind. At first, you get I that, like that. you get that. that shine. Yeah, and then if you, it's like the shine wears off, and when that's the that's just the appearance of like, ooh, yeah, that that like looks like something that would really make me awesome. And then you get tested, and you're in the grind phase. And then if it's it means something to you and you keep going, then you get the shine back and the grind, and it's great. It's that's a that's a great process of letting you know what really matters to you. Next time I'm gonna try to stay aware of that. Next time I start doing something and then it gets a little shitty and I'm like, ah, I don't want to do it today. And it's like, well, apparently you're not ready to grind for it. You just like the shine. You didn't actually want to earn it and learn through that thing. Well, it, it it's a hell of a note. It, 
I like Shining Grind is a great oh, reminder. You don't have to. Just you, even we've recorded it permanently. Yeah. Well, I, I can't think, wait to listen to this. Yeah, I know it sounds. <laughs> this came out to really be a good one. Um, it's funny. It's almost like you you want there to be that that charge all the time. I need to be on way up here all the time. Um, but it's like, but you're gonna have to sweep the floors. You're gonna have to drive to work. You're gonna have to. Uh, do the dishes you're gonna have to do all this other stuff and you're like but i want to be way up here and somehow your brain is conditioned to think that well no i have to be doing something exciting or that's or maybe that that's why i'm gonna need i can't be up here so i i need to to take this substance i need to do this i need to do the shiny flashy thing all the time to be able to get through the grind but i've had great moments you know, doing some very mundane things and having that appreciation. I think the the energy levels kind of dip and wane and do all sorts of stuff. But you, I just stole your thunder, Nate. Um, no, no, I'm I'm right there with you. I feel like there's something that it's it's the shine and the grind again. Is that there's nothing wrong with the things that genuinely catch your eye and go through it, but the actual, or what you actually see, but the joy really is in the maintenance. It's that it's creating order within your life or within your mind. It's the, it's the clearing out of unnecessary things, the dropping away of scaffoldings of your life, of what the, the core things that you really need an economy of, things that you have to maintain so that you can explore new things that you can be that beginner mind and enjoy that time. I think that that article you sent over and that's setting that principle of celebrating the things that I'm getting better at by humbling myself and realizing that I suck at this right now and I'm going to enjoy the rapid growth. I think that not everybody that does that becomes a polymath. But I think everybody that is a polymath has done that. Yeah. Where they go, all right, I'm going to be brand new at this and I'm going to enjoy the shit out of it. And I want to try to get to that point with more and be more consistent with it. Because I think that that's the, that's the fun part of experience and having a variety of it. I think that these are setting, you know, playing around with ideas and principles to try to get that order and try to get to that point in our lives. And it inspires me. Very cool. I, I have got to get going. Me too. Um, I great episode, guys. Yes, I love it. I yeah, I loved it. I, I love the weeks, but and I was not expecting that the episode itself was going to be this good. But I, I'm I'm glad we had the chance to play off each other and really understand it. I think some of these episodes, I'm not aware of how great it is until I can hear someone else talk about it, and then I just get way too excited because it's like. It's just, I love the fact that there's three of us and that we could see and understand more through another person's perspective too. And it just, and it builds upon, I think we all kind of build upon our perspectives and we get better at this. And now I'm, I'm more excited now to just live, <laughs> just to live. Yeah. And to keep doing this podcast yeah. too. I, I, I think that. You know, we all, we all, it's the shine and the grind with this too, is that it feels like something that we've all wanted to do. Sometimes I think about it and I'm like, hmm, how can I make it more effective for 
to the point of blah, 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 blah. It's like, nope, just keep doing it. Just keep showing up. And that's what we're, we're figuring out as we go. And that's the organic growth. That's going to make it something that it's going to be what it is. I, I enjoy it already. People ask sometimes and it's like, you know what? It's a great excuse to get together with my brothers and have a good conversation and talk about life. I can't think of a more fitting reason to do anything. And I, I wish that everybody would have an experience like this because the act of doing it, not, not what, you know, we've got a podcast or whatever. Or this is therapy. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it really is. In the in the most natural, foundational, proper growth way. You know, it's maturing at its own pace on every level. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you both. Awesome. Phil, closing statement. You got it. This one's on you. Closing statement. Yeah. Yeah. You get the last word. Um. I would just say that this is something that I'm going to continue on and it's brought awareness uh, obviously to all three of us of just doing something for the right reason and like this episode has been a meditation on that idea. And we've talked about that, but talking about it and actually like listening and absorbing it on the level that we have just done are two different things. And I think I can, I can see it in both of you guys. I can hear it in your voices that there's an excitement of, oh, so what we are doing what we are actively doing with this podcast what i'm excited you know i've i've just recently started with stretching that's the way that's the proper way like i'm doing it for the enjoyment of today like doing that and being and isn't that the definition of being present or being mindful that's meditation how incredible is that? That in such a roundabout way that we have really absorbed that and concluded on that, like, ah, <laughs> that's an enlightenment of meditation, of the process of meditation. And that's how everything should be done. I love it. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That was was a great wave. Awesome. (laughs)